0: Let's do, it. Let's, do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, the guy who likes to get down and dirty, but cleans up real well. You guessed it. It's time for Beyond Oprah with David, the Hound, Leggett. Good
1: morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Ultra. I am your host, David the Hound Liggett. It is Tuesday, June 21st, 2016, 11.30 a.m. I am broadcasting from sunny Pennsylvania. Uh, my guest today is actually going to be on the other end of the country in Western California. Well, not Western California, but in the West in California. But before we start with that, I want to let you know that my show is brought to you by P4P Muscle and P4P Studios, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. So if you are an athlete that is looking for a solid foundation or just looking for a clean, drug-free base supplement, check out P4P Muscle at P4PMuscle.com. That's the letter P, the number four, letter P, Muscle.com. If you use my code Hound at checkout, you get an additional 15% off. It just came out with Ice Cream Sandwich Flavored way. it's amazing, and the brand new Alter Ego. As always, everything is WADA banned substance free, so you can use it on competition days without any worry. All right, so let's get right into it. My guest today, you might have seen him on NBC's uh, reality TV show Strong recently. Uh, he's a private trainer and all-around awesome dude. So uh, it's going to be the none other than Wes Okerson. So let's bring him on, and we'll just start right in because we got a lot to talk about today.
0: Hey man, how you doing?
1: Good, Wes. How are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's crazy out here because we're getting this massive heat wave that we haven't had in like, I mean, I've been in LA now for like 12 years or and counting, and yesterday we hit like 105 down in like West Hollywood, which is which is not normal for us at all.
1: Is it a is it a dry heat out there or are you like I, I know you're originally from the East Coast from Maryland, like where we have this, oh, this yeah. nasty eighty yeah. percent humidity, or do you guys get like a dry heat out there? Dry.
0: Yeah, it's all dry. Yeah. It's, it's funny, it can be a, it'll be like ninety five at night, but it's nothing like the east coast where you go out at night and you're like, Jesus, man, you can't even move in that heat. So yeah. it's tolerable. It- it's all good.
1: Absolutely, that's how it is here. It's uh, it's actually about 90 degrees here now, but the humidity's probably pumping about 70 uh, percent. So it's <laughs> it's one of those that just kind of punches you in the
0: face when you walk outside. Oh yeah, man, it's tough. Tough to do. It's tough. It's funny because workouts are always the hardest outside with the humidity. I mean, the dry heat's not so bad, but it's when you just lose fluids like that in the, with the humidity, you don't realize it until you start getting like that dizzy thing going. Yeah, absolutely. Or you stop sweating in the middle of an intense workout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I've had that a few times. And you're like, oh, this is not good.
1: <laughs> so I didn't want to ruin the, the intro by, by telling everybody who you are, but I was wondering if you could just introduce yourself to everybody that uh, may not have seen Strong or may not know what you're about over there. So I, I don't know if you could introduce yourself yeah. to everybody, Wes.
0: Yeah, for sure. So um, I'm Wes Wilkerson, originally from uh, Maryland, and I've been in L.A. now for like 12 years. And I was fortunate enough to be cast on a show that NBC brought out last year from the creator producer of the show called biggest loser. That's been on for I think 18 seasons now, um, not 18 years, but 18 seasons. And they pitched an idea for a show to the network or actually the network put out a call to them to, we want to do a new kind of fitness uh, reality show in the vein of the biggest loser, but something different, something was a twist and, Dave's 20, uh, 25-7 Productions Company came up with the idea of Strong, which was basically part transformation, part competition. Mm-hmm. And I heard about this and was like, this is really cool. Uh, you know, this is something that I'd like to get involved with. I've been a trainer since I was 20. I'm almost 40 now. i will be 39 in August. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, uh, the whole premise was let's get um, – originally it was like split men and women trainers, but they changed that kind of towards the end. It was basically part transformation where you would take, we would each have a trainee, a female trainee, and we would compete alongside them week to week uh, through these pretty intense competitions that we didn't get to see or know about or really have any idea what we were getting into prior to seeing the very first one on the night, on the first night of shooting. And I was like, yeah, this sounds really, really cool. And, uh, you know, I think Biggest Loser was a really inspiring show for a lot of people for many years. But, I, you know, like everything kind of evolves, like, you know, people want a little more maybe. And I think strong kind of was the idea strong was let's keep that idea together. But let's let's see these guys compete. Let's push these women trainees to do stuff that, you know, isn't, you know, isn't quite the norm anymore, which is just being skinny and and not training hard. Like, why can't? You know, you're seeing like women in CrossFit and doing intense like Spartan races and things like that. So I think Absolutely. it's kind of smashing the old mold of what strong is, and that's kind of was the metaphor for our show is like, you know, women can get really strong and they can kick ass, and you see it in this show. And you know, I can tell you firsthand, it was, it was pretty amazing. I mean, I, I was always amazed week to week by what was happening, but, I mean, I was just blown away because these were women who have kids who have regular jobs. They don't train four hours a day. And then you throw them in this like mixing pot of with all these trainers who, you know, a lot of us like competed in college at some level or another. Some of us competed almost in the professional level at football and baseball. And, um, you know, it was like unbelievable what these women would do and, and how far they came. Um, Anyway, so yeah, that's kind of a long intro, but that's uh no, no, you know. that's that's perfect. <laughs> uh, I appreciate yeah, that's, that. That's that's uh, kind of the show in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, I was impressed when I saw the uh, the preview for it. Um, <clears throat> it was definitely something I wanted to watch because uh, we had talked
0: a little bit here
1: before the show today, and I had a similar background, um, sort of like the women. I went, I was uh, I was competitive my my early years. You know, uh, thirteen, fourteen years old, I ran a lot. I played baseball through high school. Um, things like that. I know you played baseball in college, so mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive. You and I actually played the same position. I was a left-handed pitcher. I
0: was the only pitcher? left-handed pitcher on my high school team. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I wish uh, I had a left hand, man. <laughs> that would have changed my was, trajectory. I think.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, and you know uh, nobody could hit my uh, my cut fastball, which is just a natural the natural progression of the fastball for a left hander. So, right. Um, but I. Uh, Wes, what I didn't tell you when we talked is that I'm actually a police officer in my full-time job. And wow! Years years back in '03, I uh, I lost four bones in my left hand. Uh, a guy was trying to uh, toss a, a young child out of a third-floor window, and we uh, we went up to stop him. And the family wanted him arrested. And long story short, he fought with us. The the entire family decided they wanted to fight with two of us. It was six of them, two of us. I ended up taking uh, four bones in my hand. I was out for over over a year with depression and all kinds of stuff just because, I mean, it just it just totally changed my world. Wow. But, uh, the transition, I got fat. I got like 240 pounds, and I started running again. I stopped feeling sorry for myself. I started running, um, all kinds of things. I ended up having like four heart surgeries through all of it, um, all kinds of stuff just because of the way, the way my body had reacted to getting fat and lazy. But uh, what, what was impressive to me was I saw the premise of this show. And it was pretty awesome to see how, how you could see someone start from not knowing what they're doing to uh, losing a lot of weight, becoming more confident and strong. Like we said, strong is the, the name of the show, but, you know, strong. And uh, and I think it's just they don't mean physically, but they also mean emotionally. And I think that's what the premise drew me to the show, actually, was like, you know, I got to check this mm-hmm. out because similar thing. You know, I, I had to lose weight and I did all of it. And, you know, now I'm sitting at a, at a buck 60 wet. But, uh, you know, there was a while that wow. where it was just, running. and I was impressed to see the transformation you, you, you all made all you, all the trainers and everybody made with, with the ladies on the show. And it was absolutely amazing to uh, watch the transition, not even uh, physically, but emotionally with everybody. Um, yeah, so, you that, know, that I, was
0: probably the biggest thing too. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah.
1: No, no, that's okay. And I'm grateful that, that you signed on for the show because, uh, I mean, you're a good dude. You got it. You got a good list of, uh, accomplishments. And I, and I think that's great that you wanted to share your abilities with, with the ladies, especially Jasmine. I I know she had a rough go on that show, or they at least portrayed Mm -hmm. it
0: that she she had a rough time there emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was tough. I mean, eh, there wasn't a lot of time to digest what was happening there because we, I mean, our our opening challenge was, they showed a little bit of it when they teased the show. And I think opening uh, a pilot, when you first kind of see right. us, we're standing out there with these big sledgehammers. And I mean, we had literally walked up into that arena, introduced us. We walk out. Um, it was probably about 11 o'clock at night. So it was late. Um, I mean, the adrenaline is just like moving through your body because you're standing with all these guys whom you haven't even really got a chance to talk to yet because we were all separated before. Um, so you have like, you have no idea kind of where everyone's strength is. And I knew that, you know, Dan, Chris, um, and Matt were all like pretty accomplished crossfitters. And then, you know, you had Leon who basically was a defensive end in the NFL. He didn't make it into the NFL, but he was a captain of his temple squad that three guys are now playing in the NFL. Um, I think he cracked a bone in his knee, but he, I mean, he's just like a freak athlete. And then you had Benny, obviously who everyone kind of sees what he can do. Um, So I was like, we're going to smash five slabs of concrete with this sledgehammer, which I was like, okay, this is something I can get with just because the natural movement (laughs) of like moving in the transverse plane with like baseball is like, screw it. I can get through that part. But then you're looking at this drum. They say that weighs 500 pounds. You have to drag back and forth for five minutes for reps. (laughs) And I'm thinking that is going to be much heavier than I think it is. And I remember when we clicked in and I grabbed it and pulled the first one, I just, all I remember thinking is this is ridiculous how heavy this is. Like how in God's name is anyone going to get one rep? And right at the end, five minutes later, I kind of just close my eyes and just, you do your best. And you, you know, you get, you kind of draw from motivation, you know, when I think when you're at that, when you're hyped up at that level, um, you get more from it. I mean, the problem is your, your metabolic conditioning comes in because your heart is mm-hmm. pumping so fast that you're, you're starting to really labor with your breathing. But in the end, I, I was kind of happy. They didn't really show the scores from that. Um, Benny would or Benny would win it, but I actually took fourth in that, which was right out of the gate. I thought, okay, I can compete with all these guys, even though in terms of yeah. strength, moving in the sagittal plane, like a lot of CrossFit stuff is. Um, I felt comfortable, like okay, I I I can this this is doable for me. This isn't going to be like insane. Right. So. Um. It kind of starts you off in in that mode, but yeah it's it becomes much more of a of a mental war of attrition and emotional than physical. The physical happens right away, but you you see like the chipping away at teams week to week mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you know everyone's got issues in your meeting your trainee for the very first time, and you know we we're cooking with them. So we're living with them, cooking with them, training them every day. And then you go to wow. these competitions where, you know, you, you've got to win to stay. If you don't win, you know, you're getting the pressure of being last or, you know, yeah. you just don't, there wasn't a lot of time for us to kind of think about. Um, see, there's no time really to feel sorry or any self-loathing. I guess that, that was where I wanted to go with this whole thing. And because it's right. the minute you started doing that, you were you're off the ranch, you were gone, and the show just keeps moving, so I tried to the best I could to kind of get our team rallied right in right out of the gate because we didn't do well was you know we just have to just go and move on, you know we get another chance in the tower, and we don't really quite know what that's going to be yet, but yeah. if we can just get through that, we'll be okay and kind of yeah. the rest is the I was going to bring. I mean,
1: you guys seem to get saddled with going to the tower. I they it's, it's yeah. It shows it like weekly, you know, like, and I, feel, I was like, man, these guys just keep rocking this tower. And I don't, I don't know. if <laughs> do you want to explain it? I'm sure, I'm sure after this interview, people are going to go back and watch strong if they haven't, but the tower right. was a, okay. was a device was a, was a, just an insane kind of like, it looks like a miniature obstacle course, but I know it's testing right. the entire body,
0: you know, and, yeah, and, and I, you look I, at that it. That was the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're totally right. It's, it's different. American Ninja Warrior, I think, plays more on the, the sexiness and the finesse of right. exercise, and I'm not taking right. away anything from those guys. Like, are you kidding me? Those guys are incredible athletes. They can manipulate your body. I right <laughs> and, but yeah. I think, yeah, if, if you're smaller, really strong, and are a good athlete, I think you can train yourself to be pretty good an American Ninja Warrior or get through the course. Um, yeah. You know, I've watched it quite a bit. The the thing with Strong is our tower was designed to test extreme upper, lower body strength. All the while, they're throwing in, like, metabolic conditioning stuff. Um, I mean, not yeah. far off from, like, if you were to train in CrossFit. It's like, you know, this tower's four levels. And, you know, the first level, you see it hitting that – the mm-hmm. wishbone, which – it's funny on TV. You're like, oh man, that looks so easy on TV. People don't realize that that tracking system is actually slanted up. So when you hit Ooh. it, you have to go up. And the the first time I remember, the first night, the I think it was Leon, the the teal team, and the who was it? it was Leon? Oh, and the blue team did it. I mean, people were hitting that thing, and it would move like two feet, and then it would slide back. No. And everyone's going, what the hell is going on? And then you realize you have to back up and explode and hit it as hard as you can. And I think that was kind of like in everyone's minds, like, oh, this isn't just like, you know, you're going to hop from one thing to the other. And you have to, it it was all power. It was speed. It was power. It was velocity. It was all those components of training uh, kind of all thrown into one. And uh, I mean, especially the squad rack. I mean, if I would love for people to like get in that thing and realize how, absolutely brutal that that piece of equipment was i just remember watching uh leon and matt i mean these are guys that can squat that can walk into a gym and warm up and put 350 on their backs and knock it out like 10 15 reps and then these guys yeah. were, they're beasts and they were struggling to get you know we had to do between 50 and 70 reps at about whatever our partner's weight was So anywhere from like 180 to 220 or 220 210
1: so I, I saw an interesting. I saw an interesting. Uh, the, I remember seeing him actually jump at the top of the squat to get a little more, a little more press. Right. To get less reps yeah. in, and I, I, I found that to be kind of, kind of interesting because I, I remember my wife going, "Wow, look at that!" I was like, "Yeah, it's, a, it's essentially a jump squat," but I said that's got to be even more tiring than than just kind of like right. you know going down squat, squatting and, and body weighting,
0: but. Yeah, the range of motion was strange on that. They were, Matt, when, um, I'm trying, Matt did it really well. He Matt can generate a lot of power. He's a very, very strong guy. And he was getting up on his toes because at the top of his, because of his height, he was getting the extra like two or three inches. For someone like me and Leon, you know, the tough part was, for us, was getting in the squat starts at the bottom of the movement. So you're starting with a oh, right. huge concentric, movement up to get it going and that was difficult for tall guys um, e- even though we had the advantage of more range of motion so it all everything kind of equals itself out in the end I mean there were some competitions that were made for some teams and some you saw teams get exposed <laughs> and that's what I really liked about the the show itself it, just in terms of the competition of how truly each week it it didn't matter who was at the top. It didn't, usually it didn't translate like consistently week to week. Um, And that is really tough for teams and it's tough for anyone. I think as an athlete, I mean, I think the great example is like, you know, I don't know if your fans uh, watch NBA basketball, but you know, the Cavs are down in this last series, Mm -hmm. three to one games. And, you know, they're basically, everyone's like, it's over. I mean, it's, the series is over, you think Golden State's going to lose at home twice, and it's ridiculous, it's not going to happen. It's never happened. All these factors that go into people's, like, psyche and mental state, and you see the Cavs come back, win uh, three games in a row against all odds, yeah. and it just goes to show that I think it's, it's just – it's always a – it's like a sports psychology. It's a mind frame. I think Todd Durkin said it mm-hmm. best on the show. It's like, get your mind right. And, you know, when I first was there, I was like, oh, God, you know, I've heard million motivational speakers in my life. I listened to tons. And most of the time, I get so bored, I just start to tune out. Um, you know, I've taken, even I took classes in school in sports psychology. But seeing it in the kind of in the flesh, in real time, I was really impressed. And I took, that was like a big part of what I took back from the show is kind of watching him and how he got his trainees together before competition and calmed their minds down. Right.
1: I I and I and I like that aspect because I, I I think a lot of a lot of endurance and endurance type activities, CrossFit, uh, you know, all of that stuff. A lot of it's mentality because a lot of people think, oh, well, I'm getting tired, I can't do it anymore. But the human body mm-hmm. is so capable of so much. All oh, you just you just kind of have to either tune it out or or just you know you'll see people yelling at themselves like you, you watch uh, right weightlifters. Lifters is a good one. CrossFit guys, on uh, if you watch the games where uh, we know Dan mm-hmm. Dan's competed the top ten in the world at many times, um, you know those guys are yelling at themselves and psyching themselves up before they go do a heavy lift. And it's just because you just got to get out of that I can't mentality. And that's that's what I try to push on on this show, Wes, is just you know get away from the I can't mentality and just go out and do it. It doesn't have to right. be fast. Right. It doesn't have to be as fast as the guy next to you. It doesn't have to be you know as heavy as the guy next to you. Just go out and move for yourself and. I always, right, I always pitch right. a, a functional fit. I call it functional fit, and I don't know how you are with that, but it's basically just being able to go out and, you know, be healthy to go play with your kids or, you know, run around on, on a soccer field or or go out and play sports if you want to. Or uh, interesting that you brought up Spartan Race, because that's actually where, where I got my start with my sponsors and everything was uh, running Spartan Race for competition. Um, you know, things of that nature. So I, that's why I like the premise right. of the show, and that's – I'm glad you guys were there to get the ladies in those
0: mentalities as well. Oh yeah, thank you. I mean, you're a beast, dude. I looked at your, I was looking at your social media. You, you compete in some like grueling races. I mean, that's like a whole another. That's like the longevity of keeping your body under duress. That's like a whole other side of training that I, I dabbled in a little bit, but not not to that degree. I, I kind of want to see where I'm at yeah. with that stuff. But yeah, that's definitely like a. You. a a trainable thing that's yeah the uh the
1: the high point for me uh, a while back was uh spartan race has had uh developed a race called the ultra beast which was uh like 31 or 33 miles of just constant spartan race and uh back in 2013 it was one solid lap in vermont and they had they held the world championships there in killington and it was amazing because Spartan Race outright said, if anybody runs the Beast course, which was 15 miles the day before, they guarantee that nobody will finish the Ultra Beast the next day. So a bunch of us went up there, Ah. and we actually conquered the Beast course the day before. It was brutal, just uh, absolute uh, cramping, and it was hot and just sweating. And then we turned around the next day, and nine of us uh, finished the Ultra Beast after having finished the Beast the day before. So, you know, Spartan Race was like, all right, yeah, you you got us. So they ended up... uh, comping me a season the next season but you know it's like you wow. said it's on a whole other level of training and just uh you know I run I run three days a week now uh at minimum eleven miles just so I can uh, go out and run a fifty K or a fifty mile or, or things of that nature. But you know I, I appreciate I appreciate the kudos, man. Definitely.
0: You know, I've been watching oh, yours yeah, too and,
1: and you guys amazing
0: stuff. <laughs> Thank you. That is impressive. I mean that is I've done a few marathons and I, I mean yeah. that's Run, running with obstacles in your way, whether it be like mud or getting over a wall or crawling under like logs or carrying rocks, it's like you, you know yeah. you gotta like have your mind go somewhere else. That is a really 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 brutal thing and just taxing on the body to go through for that long.
1: I actually uh, I, I had stage one hypothermia in in the or in the ultra race on the second day. The day before it was 80 degrees and just just it was brutally humid. And the next day, it actually was uh, 40 degrees for the whole 14 hours we ran, and then it snowed my last four miles. So I was up on top of the mountains. They made it. We had to swim. Being in the elite heat, there was a there was a mandatory swim section, so it was absolutely freezing. Wow. And uh, even though even though all that was going on, every time there was a camera or someone was someone would say good job, good job, still smiling, still happy. I mean, you just kind of have to go into that like like we were talking about that right. mentality of. You know, hey, I'll make this. Right. And, you know, fortunately, I, I surrounded myself with some good dudes that were just, you know, on the same positive. Like, I was negative at the first half of the race, and they actually thought about uh, leaving me. <laughs> and wow. that opened my eyes to, to remember that the whole goal of, of what I was doing was, you know, to have fun. And every day I go out and compete or run or race or do whatever, I just remember, it's fun. It's supposed to be fun. If it's not fun, then quit. Stop doing it and find something that, that is fun you know, so. Right. Absolutely. And I I, and I that, saw in your bio, I'm
0: sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, yeah, you go in my bio.
1: Yeah, no, I was going to say, I was, I was checking out your bio and uh, I saw that you actually did,
0: did run the New York City Marathon with uh, Katie Holmes. Yeah, that was, that was a funny time. That was back in 07, 08, maybe. Um, yeah. That was funny. I mean, that was more interesting in the sense that, It was a it was a pretty easy race up until the last I think mile when you go through Central Park and for some reason I think the the fifty paparazzi that were chasing us kind of tipped off the ten thousand people who were just lined up watching and all of a sudden it just became kind of this like crazy like two miles of running through like tens of thousands of people and it was kind of like a surreal moment I was like that's strange Um, you guys are lucky fun.
1: Yeah, when I got to Central Park in the in the New York City Marathon, I ran it in uh, 2014. When I got to Central Park, I was just uh, my head was down and I was just like, oh, like I got two more miles, yeah. let's go. You know, I mean, I looked around, I was like, man, Central Park is beautiful, but I think I think Central right. the Central Park run, especially going up that hill at the pool, was excessively right. excessively difficult. You know, for a two mile right. finish on a marathon. Um, yeah, that is. Uh, you uh, that know, have my wrong to have do them, that. Those yeah. But uh, my hat's exactly. off to you and Katie for finishing. That's awesome. It's an amazing accomplishment. Oh, okay. And I, I don't know how you feel, but when I actually ran the marathon, I didn't actually care what my time was because it was amazing to be out there and just see the people that line the streets to cheer on people they right. don't even know. Just to party. Yeah, and they it, say, was, it was just an amazing year.
0: Yeah, I don't know if people know this. I didn't know this, but they said the New York City Marathon is the most spectated sport in the world. And when you combine – something like over a million and a half people total watch the race at some point. Um, yeah. So it, it, because of the, obviously New York is, is like the most condensed big city in the world. It's like, you know, everyone kind of just hangs out for those like few hours and just watches the runners. If you live in the city. Yeah. And yeah, and it's, it's a was, very, it's a very different type of marathon than I was used to.
1: I was laughing because uh, we were cover we were going across the 59th street bridge and uh, it was probably at the two-hour point at that point. and And everybody just – it was kind of like a death march across the bridge because it was quiet and there was no spectators at that point. And I remember the dude next to me says, oh, right about now, you know, the, the, the winners are, are winning. And I remember just just trying to cheer everybody up. I was like, oh, darn it. They're like, what? I'm like, oh, I was just about to start my comeback and win that $50,000. I was like, oh, I guess <laughs> I can give that up. You know, and there, you know, it, it kind of Pretty cheers people up. Control. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, uh, I think I finished that race at uh three and a half hours. It was only my second ever marathon. I had That's run all these time. ultra marathons and never actually just sat down and ran a marathon.
0: Oh, the ultra is unbelievable. That's a 50. Well, there's it. a 50, right? And then there's even, isn't there an ultra ultra now? A hundred almost. Is yeah. There's
1: a, uh, yes. The, uh, the, the, usually the minimums are 50 K, which is, which is my forte. I've been starting to come into like the top twenties and, uh, putting down uh, five-hour runs on those, and uh, I want to branch out. So it usually goes like 50K. I ran an odd an odd one in April, which was a 40-miler. It actually ended up being like 42 miles, um, and then it goes 50 miles. They do uh, they do 60Ks and 100Ks, so they do a 60-miler. And then the, the one now that a lot of people are trying to attain is the 100-mile, the 100-mile mark, which is uh, incredible. extremely impressive. Anybody that that finishes that, I'm probably going to try a hundred a hundred mile out on uh, next year and work under the 24 hour the 24 hour gap. And uh, I know people ask like, do you do you rest? And it's basically no, you don't rest, you don't you don't stop, you don't take your time. You know, when I when I say it took me eight hours to run 42 miles via, uh, back in April, it was straight eight hours. It wasn't like oh, I sat down for two hours and ate lunch. It was eight hours of of solid moving. You know, so wow. Yeah, it's that's incredible it's, it's a man. Good time to, like, I thoroughly enjoy it. <laughs> I'm actually running a 45k in 3 weeks, which is an oddball ultra, it's a mini ultra, it's only 28 miles, but it should be pretty fun.
0: I say only I think, yeah, once but, you get man, to your level that I mean that's unbelievable. It, it you're just you also become much more of an efficient runner and you just get really good at knowing where you where to work your speeds and to stay out of um like out of your lactate threshold and you know stand like the, kind of like more of a fat burning zone and that's that takes time to know where your body can go and how hard or not hard to run
1: yeah we call that the ultra shuffle
0: okay, it actually has shelf, a name yeah. we
1: call it the, the ultra shuffle like you always see photos of ultra marathons and their feet aren't coming more than more than like six inches off the ground on every stride but that's that's just when you start working into that efficiency you know where you're yeah, like you man, know it's you can't. A and I still have friggin' you know, 15 miles to go, which doesn't seem a lot after you run 22. But you're like, you know, I got to I got to stay efficient here. Keep the cramping yeah, out. There's everything. Like no more glycogen left. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, people ask me what I eat. Um, you know, if you if you look up Ultramarathon you, you'll see the likes of like Dean Carnassus And uh, oh, yeah, I read his it. Both and today. Dean Carnassus is fun because he eats he'll eat like a whole pizza on the run. He right. just eats you know, like anything and everything. And it's amazing because uh, you really can. It's the best diet in the world, I guess. Really, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, about, you know, and was, the amount of calories going out is incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you burn in a fifty k. I probably burn anywhere from three thousand to four thousand easily. Yeah.
0: Oh my uh, god, man. It,
1: yeah, it's, it's a good time though. I mean, you, like you said, you, you get used to it. You develop, you develop that. And uh, I was fortunate. In 2014, I actually run part of the New York City Marathon with Dean Karnasus, and I got to pick his brain a little bit about. Like, I, I told him, I like I was impressed. You ran a marathon on the South Pole, and you know, you ran. I think three days prior to running the New York City Marathon, he ran 200 miles in Greece. And yeah. you know, we were talking about that, and I got to pick his brain, and then he said the same thing that you were saying. He's like, "Hey, you ran the Spartan Race Ultra Beast." He's like, "That's you know, that's no joke, and you know, that's impressive because he's done a couple Spartan races and." It was kind of cool to, to to pick the brain of a you know a well-known ultramarathoner, you know just like oh, yeah. it's, it's cool to pick the brain of uh, of someone like you that that's that that works on um, you know personal training and things of that nature. It's 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 impressive what you guys do on your end. Yeah, so, thanks. I, Thank you. I have in my notes that, that you actually you actually train uh, a method that I've actually never heard of, but but looking at it, it's it's amazing, and that's the LIT method at at mm-hmm. the uh, in West Hollywood. And would you would you mind explaining yeah. what the lit is?
0: Yeah, it was. Um, it's funny. I think when I when I first started on the show, they were trying to kind of make sure that they can separate us into a category of training, so it makes it easier for viewers to kind of understand where our different modali- modalities of training come from. Um, actually, when I came off the show, I actually started working at a studio that. A friend of mine started and it was just called low impact training. And basically, what it was is it was just to use a lot of rowers and bands, and people who have injuries and whatnot or overuse injuries can come in and take the class and kind of get a good cardiovascular and metabolic conditioning type workout. Um, so I, I really like that because I like the rehab aspect of that. I spent so many years of my life training more kind of like hit training or. You know, I wasn't much I, – I did some powerlifting movements growing up, mostly just squat, deadlift, and bench press, and then I got away from it for, like, 15 years, and too bad I had to do it. <laughs> I didn't even get to practice that going into the show. So but <laughs> now I'm, I've actually been squatting, deadlifting, and benching once, once we wrap the show in prep for hopefully a season two. But, yeah, the, the yeah. method was great. Um, I like what they do over there a lot. Um, I've been – I was teaching over there for a few months and then actually now um, I'm kind of doing a version now of trying to kind of bring together all the elements of everything that I've been doing for the past Mm -hmm. 20 years and kind of borrowing from the low impact training stuff to the high intensity training to um, I have a couple of buddies who do heavy and CrossFit and so they're teaching me like I really want to learn the technique before I really start loading the weight. And that was a big thing for me because I'm, I'm hyper competitive and sure that can be, that can work against you, especially when you're snatching and cleaning, uh, weight like that over your head. And mm-hmm. obviously as a, as a pitcher, I've, my shoulder and my elbow are good, but it's like one of those things where one bad snatch could, you know, you rip your own rotator ligament and then you're out for like a year. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess, like, uh, circle back around your question is I'm kind of bringing now in my own training kind of elements of all those things kind of together in kind of in one place and developing a program now that hopefully in the next, like, few months I'm going to start to release, um, slowly start to release it either via YouTube. Uh, Jasmine and I do, like, a YouTube channel now where we're working out together. And cause people, the one thing people wanted from the show was they wanted recipes, they wanted workouts and they wanted tips, yeah. you know, like how much did she, you know, how much did you guys work out? What did you guys eat? How much protein? So it's kind of hard to answer all those questions in, in one shot. So we're kind of slowly sure. uh, doing videos now and letting people know on the transformation side of things, like what can people expect if they're trying to make that type of transformation? and, you know, healthy recipes, and she was an amazing cook, and so we're we're filming, like, full cooking things now and doing, uh, I'm trying to do body weight workouts for people that anyone can awesome. do. Because it's tough. Some people don't have gyms, and I totally understand that, and I do a lot of yoga, actually, and Pilates, and I like oh, nice. the idea of integrating um, all those movements into your training, and not only that, the stretching part of it. Like, people don't realize, like, you see these guys at the, at the CrossFit Games, some of the best CrossFitters in the world, you uh, you can watch them do like a yoga flow and it looks beautiful because they have really, they've learned to open up their shoulders. They've really learned to engage their core, like the transverse abdominus right. muscle and their diaphragm, the multifidus. And, you know, these guys are, they're very strong and powerful in that way, but they're also very, they can be very elegant in, in their, in just the body mechanics because of the stress that you have to put on the body and you have to have that range of motion. So I I think it's good to open up people's eyes to, you know, work on your just basic body mechanics first. And there are thousands of amazing exercises you can do without weights. So I'm trying to kind of draw in everything now. You
1: know you know what I like about that aspect too is that a lot of people travel so it's it's something that you can do. You know, if you're at a hotel, you can do it at a hotel. You can go out to a park wherever you are and just and just go out and rock bodyweight stuff. You don't have to worry about I need to find a gym or I need to find the weights.
0: That's totally it's, yeah exactly important. yeah. I mean, I know everyone on the Memorial Day out here was doing the Murph workout, um, which is yeah. um, which is a tough workout. Which is like uh, I think the, the the original Murph is a mile run, and then you do I believe it's a hundred body is it. It's 200 bodyweight squats, 150 push-ups, so um, 100 different variations.
1: Yeah. The uh, I think the original workout is a one-mile run, 100 pull-ups, uh, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, uh, bookended with another mile run with a
0: 20-pound weight vest. Yes. Okay, that was it. Yeah, because guys are doing the yeah. the weight vest. I've done it without the vest, and yeah. I actually put a 30-pound vest in the today on a hike with a friend of mine. And I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is this makes a huge difference." Yeah, it's it's a tough workout. It's uh
1: and I know that uh, CrossFit was originally founded in the military by guys that didn't have the access to weights, and that's how they developed developed that body weight system of CrossFit.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you can go back 40, 50 years in training on Venice Beach and yeah. seeing guys do these calisthenic workouts that are that have now actually become. Um, there's a whole movement of people that, that do like the, the bar challenges um, mm-hmm. they're doing all these, you know, like people could use the human flag. Now these guys are doing incredible stuff on bars yeah. um, and that's become an entire workout. And once again, no weights at all, but these guys are yeah. very, very strong athletes. And, you know, I think when you break the body down just to the simple biomechanics, it's your body moves in three planes of motion. It's the sagittal plane, the frontal plane, and the transverse plane. And for layman's terms, that's front to back, side to side, and then rotation. And once you start to teach people basic movements in each one, break it down. And then you just start creating workouts that are just more complex. It's just progression of exercise. And right. it's amazing when you start adding and twisting movements and rotation and, and things of that nature. It's, People like, well, I'm, I'm really tight here or I'm very weak here. And I think that was the biggest thing I told even Jasmine from day one. I said, look, you're not in bad shape because that word is just, it, it's kind of like a misnomer. It doesn't really make sense. It's, you're just, it's a deconditioning. And right. everyone can get conditioned again. It's just a matter of doing it in time. We're, you know, unless you're, you have something, an autoimmune disorder or a defect, but even those people, who, you know, CC had fibromyalgia. Um, I know I was watching. There was a on American Ninja Warrior that there was a guy who competed, who literally competed with one leg. He took his yeah. prosthetic leg off and competed. And I was like, I mean, if that's not showing people now, like what's strong and what the human body is able to do, then. I don't know what will because those are the types of things that really are breaking through the barriers and showing people like, you know, because you have this element or this, it's just, there are ways to work around it and push through. I mean, people are doing it every day, you know? I can tell you that when I lost
1: my four bones uh, in my, in my left hand, which is the proximal row. I know you being a a certified trainer, you probably know about, about those things. The proximal row actually aids in, in the actual movement and strength in the wrist. So I can't even bend my hand; it's almost like locked straight. And you know, I, it's not as severe as somebody that that lost a leg or or things of that nature. But I have to modify or change workouts constantly, especially CrossFit or like a Spartan race when you're when you're climbing or carrying or gripping. I don't. I have forty percent grip strength in my left hand. You know. So well wow. I, I agree that people need to need to understand that that the limitations are the ones they set themselves. Honestly. Exactly. Yeah,
0: it's true. I mean that's amazing that that you're. I mean the Spartan Race like half the things there are grip like pulling on ropes yeah. and getting yourself over things. But you know it, it's always amazing what the body can accomplish under certain duress and under situations. Sure. So if sure. you can do that anyway, you can. I think you can just train the mind to understand. Yeah, it's, it's the the I can't attitude. I mean you send it best. It's it's once you start saying you can't do something, chances are you won't be able to do it. Um, yes you know, and, and and it's failure. Like, everyone fails. Like, there's always someone sure. better than you. So, if you can get over the idea of, like, I'm not going to be as good as them. I mean, everyone in the whole world, there's someone better. There's always someone Absolutely. better. Like, whether you're LeBron, there's Steve, Steph Curry. And Steph Curry, there's LeBron. It just goes back and forth. So, right. you just have to kind of deal with the ups and downs. And it's, you know, I think Sly Sloan has a good quote. It's like, what is he saying, Rockets? Not how many times... Uh, it's not how many times you get oh. hit, it's how many times you get back up. So it's right. just really the, the trial and error and dealing with, with those types of the negative thoughts and kind of putting those aside.
1: Sure. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. You know, and, and like you said, it's, it's, you're right. You have to come to the realization that when you do things that you have to do your own thing and not worry about the guy next to you. Because like you right. said, there's always someone better, but if you're just doing your own thing, you're going to survive and you're going to keep your head above water. And I, and, and you know, like you said, you're going to work on form and things of that nature. And everybody who wants to start out when they start out CrossFit or weightlifting; they want to go and put, you know, 600 pounds in the bar and see if I can, I can compete to a, a Dan Wells or a Rich Froning or, you know, somebody of that nature and mm-hmm. see if I can snatch 600 pounds and, you know, with good form will come strength. So, right. you know, that's, you know, fantastic thinking. So, like I, like I, I got the, I got that advice the other year. I used to always worry about the people that were in front of me at a Spartan race, and you know, just trying to, uh, sure. I got to catch the lead, I got to catch the lead guy, and that would put so much stress and duress on my body that it would cause me to right. basically shut down sometimes in the middle of races. And finally, I ran a, I ran a obstacle course race two weeks ago, and I just went out and did my own thing, and I ended up coming in like fourth, and I was happy with that actually, but. You know, just just doing my own thing. I ended up passing a ton of people, and you know, it was it's just just how it needed to be. And I needed to stop worrying about the guy that was running in front because eventually, you know, if he makes a mental mistake and you're still on your own game, then you're you know you're gonna you're gonna prevail.
0: Exactly. Yep. That's it. That's it in a nutshell, right there. So you
1: you actually had the opportunity to to work and. You have it on your bio that you you actually got the opportunity to work with uh, Tom Cruise for two years, traveling while he yeah. filmed Valkyrie. Yeah, how was that experience? That was That's got
0: to be kind of uh, interesting. That was, cr- yeah, that was. Uh, it was back in, in kind of the late 2000s. Um, I was hired. i was trying to take Got timeline. Well, I can look up that movie. It was 2008. Yeah, and we we moved out there in the uh, end of May and basically set up a gym and in a hotel and yeah, we went after the training for about six months on and off. And then it was, it was a great experience for me. It was good because, you know, kind of being around the, the speed of the way things move in the entertainment world, especially in the film business. um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of funny. People don't realize what goes into a production like that. And there's so many moving parts. And even like the lead actors, um, guys like him and, and Jerry, Jared Butler, that is, it's, you know, they're a piece to the puzzle, but, you know, they're one of the biggest pieces because it's a lot of times it's their name that people are the reason that people go to the theater or, or sure. know, the franchise they've built. So there, there's a lot of stress on them. So it's, they've got to really, you know, when they come in and do their training, it sometimes it's you you're constantly changing the workout up and you've got to deal with quick timelines and always moving and changing on the fly. So that, that helped me a lot in dealing with those types of situations that, Back in, you know, the, where things move a little slower and you know, you can show up at a training session and your clients walk in and it's a little more relaxed. Um you right. can help kind of through all those worlds.
1: And I I you gotta like the you gotta like the resume if someone says uh you know, hey, are you a good personal trainer? You can just point and just go, Tom Cruise. You know, like <laughs> Do you need to more and you know now and now I, I, I saw that you're uh you're, you're working with Gerard Butler on his on his upcoming movies, and you know these. I mean, these guys are. Well, Gerard Butler. I mean, he made that name for himself in 300 when he he actually got so incredibly lean that you know it was impressive. And he's even said himself, you know, I don't want to keep that keep that uh, at that up because it's almost virtually impossible. But I mean, that dude is still in amazing shape, and
0: uh, I think it's yeah, I think it's awesome that you're training him to keep that that shape that he's in yeah he did he did, he's a hard worker um i mean i he did great in the last the olympus has fallen and then london's falling he's he you know he's a lot of hand to hand combat scenes and very athletic dude um you know and he gives up like tom you know they' just, every scene they shoot with with these types of actors and when you're dealing with like stunt things and i mean they they go out mm-hmm. you know they really give the audience the authenticity of like the type of character and the grit and, you know, they really, I think they do a great job of portraying kind of the intensity of the scenes. Uh, right. I know guys like, I know like Matt Damon and The Rock and, and these guys all train really, really hard. And, and they come into these, to these training sessions and they're like hundred percent focused. You know, they go in as not the movie star that they're known for. They go in as they, they're there to absorb and learn as much as they can right. because, a lot of times they're they're learning a lot of choreography, they're learning how to take falls, and then they have to go do that 10 or 20 or 30 times, at, you know, at three different angles for three different takes, at six in the morning, on five hours of sleep. So, you know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's very, very, very difficult to kind of do it and deliver dialogue. Sure. I I, I can only
1: imagine, I, I, I can imagine what it's like for those guys to work, you know, but the, the product that they put out is absolutely impressive. And like you said, if, it's, if they're there putting in the work behind scenes, you know, working out and just being a, a complete athlete, it really shows, like you said, in fight scenes and things like that, like uh, Matt Damon's fight scenes in the Bournes, you know, like the first movie, it they, they was a little chopped up just because, you, you know, it was choreographed, obviously. But once it got into, you know, further into the movies, they, they stopped chopping up like making that making the camera angles choppy and you can tell the athleticism in, in like Matt Damon, or like you said, Gerard Butler, you know, in all these movies, it's impressive because you know that what you're seeing on screen is because they're, they're putting the work in off screen with, with someone like you, you know, that's, that's helping them and motivating them and, and just giving them that drive. So it's, it's, you know, it's amazing what goes into all that.
0: Yeah. A lot of stuff. It's crazy.
1: Um, no, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> I went to say something. Uh, just great. like I just blacked out. I don't know <laughs> what happened there. Um, you know. Uh, it
0: happened. Oh,
1: yeah. This is what I had. I have some notes here. So, you yourself
0: are not a stranger to acting. Yeah, I've been. It's funny. I guess when you kind of come to L.A., it's uh. You always kind of get drawn towards the entertainment industry, and for me, it was back in the early 2000s. I did some commercial work, and then. I would get an agent and then going on auditions, and you know I'm a big fan of t v and film. I mean, I watch a ton of content all the time, yeah absolutely so for me same yeah i I got into it and and was able to book some stuff on in television and work on a few films and it was always fun. It's just like it's something i I really enjoy i mean i the amount of work that has to go into auditioning, and the grind of that business is incredible, so it's hard to to do training right now and that so uh, you know right now training has been most of my focus now but that's not to say that at some point i would like to revisit that just because i really enjoyed it at the time
1: i believe it and uh i know it says it, you have like an imbd do, do you guys write your own
0: imbd profiles or does someone write that for you you know it's funny i haven't looked at mine in forever um, yeah. Sometimes people write them. I'm not even. I have to go look at mine. I don't even know if there's like a profile on there or a bio on there. I haven't there seen is. it in a while. There is. That's how I found it. <laughs> it, oh, it said funny. that you
1: were well known for the 2012 movie Aaron's House, which is a uh, mm. essentially a, a horror movie about paranormal activity. Yeah, that activity. was
0: weird. Yeah, that was a weird. That was a strange role. <laughs> I think I blow my own head off or something in that.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, that's kind of cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty, that was a pretty gnarly scene. I'm a big horror movie
1: buff. Like I watch, uh, you know, I watch all kinds of movies. Um, you know, things of that nature. I, I love Rob zombie movies. Dude is amazing. Filming technique I and everything. And I, I actually didn't know about Aaron's house until I read up
0: on your, on your IMBD profile. So
1: I'm probably going to have to go back and
0: watch that now. <laughs> yeah. Watch that one with a grain of salt. It's, uh, I mean, oh yeah, I don't no. Anyone who made it, but that's a very um, on the lower uh, budgeting side. But there is creepiness to it for sure. Yeah, um, it is a little bit of campiness too. But yeah, I yeah. enjoy a good horror movie for sure. There's, a, I mean, there's they're making them now so fast. There's so much stuff coming out. But I, I'll there's a couple good ones out now that I I usually wind up checking out. I li- I did like. Cloverfield Lane. I just saw that. Oh, um, that was a good movie by J.J. J. Abrams. It was kind of like a yeah. a take on Cloverfield that they did back in the like mid early two um, thousands. I, uh, I, I actually worked with.
1: Sorry. Oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was gonna say I actually worked with one of the one of the actors in that movie. That was like ten years ago, though.
1: Oh, pretty cool. I uh, I just watched uh, Grave Encounters. I've been watching that a lot lately. That's that's more of like a B a B a B type horror movie, but it's filmed in the uh, aspect of paranormal investigation at a mental hospital. Goes a lot. It's it, 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 it's I'm a fan of that kind of horror movie right now, where it's it's almost like them doing the investigating like first person type type right. filming, and it's it, it's a pretty interesting movie. Grave Encounters. I found it on uh, it's on Netflix um Amazon all those things it's they actually have a grave encounters 2 which is pretty pretty interesting as well but uh definitely some interesting stuff you know uh, like I said I I am a big fan big fan of horror movies unfortunately I have a lot of reference as to what the gore should look like because of my my everyday job that I'm soon getting ready to retire from and sometimes I watch a movie and you'll see you'll see blood and you'll be like it doesn't look like that right exactly <laughs> It's a
0: shame that I have actual real life references for it, but you know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Some, some filmmakers get really authentic. Some you're like, it's not that red. <laughs> Isn't it like yeah, a no, darker, no. deeper orange. color. What is it orange? <laughs> yeah. That's or when? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't want to get into graphic detail, but you know, I like uh, I've actually seen, uh, and, and it, it, it's horrible to say, I've seen a human body broken in half, like like that scene in Men in Black where the guy was stuffed in a shelf.
0: God.
1: Yeah, someone, someone. Oh uh, this, this guy had gotten into a fight, and someone found him and ran him over in a car. And, and uh, I remember calling in and said, "Well, we found him." They're like, "Do you have him?" I was like, "Yeah, we have him." And he was literally broken in half underneath the car. Yeah. God. You, you know. Yeah. No, it's, oh my it's, God. it's insane. It's insane. And that's what I'm saying, not to go into so much graphic detail, but it's insane the references that I have for horror movies, but. Sometimes I like to just sit back and just, you know, watch those and, you know, enjoy. So, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. That's <laughs> why so I do a lot of running. Oh, no, I guess my
0: of other things. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, running, you can zone out, man, for hours.
1: Um, I had a question. And I know you guys are doing the, the YouTube channel for, you know, basic uh, meal plans and workouts. Do you have would you are you going to branch out to tailoring workouts like if someone wanted to contact you and say hey Wes, this is what i'm doing do you have maybe a workout plan you can set me up with and you know like something someone can do online and like like pay you some pay a couple bucks and and you know get a get a workout plan designed for them or anything like that
0: yeah i mean uh for now the best way to contact me through that stuff is actually either believe it or not instagram has been a good tool um yeah just because it's kind of easy to look through and filter um because sometimes email can get, can get really crowded from other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, any social media form, Instagram is good, Facebook can, can actually be good too. Um, it's just what focus in my, it's just like a basic kind of fan page I started back when we started strong. Um, but yeah, we're yeah. trying, I'm trying to do my best to, the YouTube channel is great because you'll, you'll get bodyweight workouts and each week. We're going to, tr- we're trying, we've shot two more workouts, which are going to get released this week and a cooking one. So people can grab them there, and there's actually a screen capture that they can grab, and it'll actually have the workout for them. Um, oh, awesome. I'm also now um, – yeah, I can – I've done Skype sessions now, which is interesting. I uh, never really did that, and I it was kind of like skeptical of it, and now I've done a Phew. few of them, and I, it actually works It's because of the audio and the, and the technology of, iPhone, of the iPhones and the fact that the, the cameras are so good, and you can literally prop your phone up in a gym or even in your house. And I can, I've trained people and it actually, it works really good. Um, that's impressive. That's uh, impressive. So yeah, so that's kind of an interesting way. And I, and I've, and I've been able to kind of uh, kind of navigate those waters. Um, so yeah, I guess those are, that would be kind of the answer to your question. Awesome. Um, just no, really looking at different avenues. The, the, the YouTube was something cool cause it's something for everything. And I know a lot of, a lot of the people who watch the show, like a big bulk of our fans were like young mothers and who had kids and they don't have a lot of time and they, it's hard to get out to a gym and um, you know, you just can set up and do these workouts in your house. And I I like that aspect of it, keeping it simple. I mean, I'll start to release some more stuff when we're going to travel to some of the guys' gyms, like Leon's boxing gym. We're going to go shoot some stuff there. We're going to go down to Todd's right. gym. We're going to go out to Dan Wells' CrossFit Horsepower and do some stuff. So, oh, all those guys him. have really cool stuff.
1: I'll tell
0: you what. Dan posted a picture the
1: other day. He was doing uh, dumbbell snatches.
0: And okay. My goodness, he jeez. got big. Oh,
1: jeez. I looked at it yeah, and I was like, was wow.
0: very strong. He's explosive yeah. athlete, really explosive athlete. Drew is, too. Drew's down in Venice. He was the red team, you know. He... uh he was off the show pretty quick, but he's a really strong dude. Um, I mean, all, all of these guys were great in their own thing. It was just amazing. When you're there, you're just kind of like, God, how does anyone stand out? Like, It was like you know, different people were winning different competitions, and it was, it was unbelievable kind of when type of thing when you're there because you're competing as a team a lot. Uh, and, you know, you're really beat up from this stuff like day to day that was the thing is dealing with just the annoying bumps and bruises from training. Like, you know, I remember one day we did that sprint competition up that little Hill and my back was really banged up from the squats, like about a week before, but you know, you do what you do and the adrenaline kicks in and it goes away. But you know, everyone has those moments where they're trying to fight through, you know? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. It, uh, it's impressive. I mean, if you if you get down Jersey Way, maybe we can hook up for a, a session or two. Um, I know I know yes, one sure. of the trainers is down in Jersey, you know, and I'm I'm not far away from there. So you know, uh, absolutely, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah I man. laugh because uh, the obstacle course race I, I ran two weeks ago actually had a, a similar uh, obstacle, like where you guys ran up and you had to hit the hit the target, and it was the same thing. except you we went off the trampoline and hit the target uh, on the run on the obstacle course, but. I kind of laughed. Uh, I was like, "Oh, it's like from from the Strong Show." <laughs> that's hilarious. Yep. Yeah, yeah it I was. was a, it's, it's, uh, it was impressive. I don't, I don't know who actually designed designed the workouts and the obstacles for the show, but it was uh, definitely interesting. I like the slosh pipe bench presses.
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody's
1: like that was hard. A lot of people said I don't get the concept. I show people the video, and I was like. I was like, "Well, here's the concept. I said it's moving water in a in a in a pipe. It's it's basically a slosh pipe." And I said, "If you ever seen slosh pipe challenges or things like that, it's amazing core work." And I said, "But I said the issue here is, I said, I said say somebody like Wes or Jasmine, they don't lift together and one lifts first. I said all that water moves over to the other person and now they're picking all the weight up." And I said, "Now no, imagine it, doing it, Right. I said, "Imagine doing that for multiple reps." You know? Yeah, it
0: was uh, It's a It's impressive. It's impressive. It, that was hard. That was, that was, and the thing is, it wasn't timed. It was like whatever team gets to, I think it was 55 or 60 or something like that, mean, yeah. 50 reps, and you, you can water just reps. hear guys screaming and yelling and grunting. And I remember when the water <laughs> would come to my side, I was thinking, I'll just push it. But you couldn't do it. I mean, even guy like Benny or Leon, like, it, when all that water switches over to the other side, it's like you've got like 110 pounds on your left oh. arm and it's, yeah. it's and it's it's a big tube. It's way it's not like a, a like a a bar like a normal olympic yeah. bar that you can grip. You're pressing through like the palm of your hand. So it feels you're kind of balancing it on your hand, which is another thing. So you're using all those intrinsic muscles in your shoulder. I mean, it's it looks so much different on TV, but when you get under that thing and remember we first we got one test rep, I was like, "Oh, this is this is going to be interesting."
1: <laughs> yeah. I I uh I love the slosh pipes. Um, they do that. They do it uh, at the festivals at Spartan Race. They have a slosh pipe challenge. Basically, they have the same thing, a uh, big, big tube filled with water, and they have picking it up, putting it up overhead, and who can hold it the longest, and then do actual, like, uh, shoulder presses with it.
0: Wow. So it's... That's, that's, it's, that's hardcore. Okay. I
1: don't know... Like I said, I don't know who, who designed the obstacles on that thing, but it was pretty impressive to... Uh, to see the obstacles because it's, it's, it's a lot of what you see out there going on, on, you know, in races and things of that nature.
0: Yeah. They did a really good job of translating uh, exercises that, that used big muscle groups, legs, arms, shoulders, and then put this unique twist on it. Always, you know, the team aspect of it. So it was, everything was, it was difficult for anyone to take over an actual challenge by themselves, which is why I think, those things really work. You know, the whole team challenge thing was, it's so different when you're competing like that. I mean, it's very, very different. I love the uh, the the medicine ball sit-ups where you can throw them up overhead.
1: And I laughed because I said, uh, watching the CrossFit games, if you've ever watched, well, I'm sure you have, but anybody else out there that's listening, if you've ever watched the CrossFit games, they have something called the GHD, which is a glute ham device. And in the CrossFit games, oh, they yeah. go back. the glute ham pick up the med ball and as they're coming up they throw it and I think that that uh that obstacle actually translated that same workout
0: to to that it was it was kind of impressive. Yeah that was was like probably the top one of the top three most brutal things. We did that for ten minutes (laughs) straight and there were two eight pound med balls rotating. I wouldn't even want to hang upside down for ten minutes let alone do the do the sit ups with with the med ball yeah that was tough it was ninety degrees out too so after about a minute and a half when your your lungs were burning you you had you had to sit up for at least ten to twenty seconds because what happened was the blood rush going to your head was getting intense, and you started to get like those like white spots um and like oh. the tunnel vision was kicking in so you're yeah. like well oh. and we're we're actually connected to the we had two pulleys connected, or actually two harnesses connected to each side, so that if we did in the event, like not out, we just would just dangle there. So, <laughs> well, we, hey, but, luckily, no, <laughs> no one made it. But yeah, it was good. It was a good one.
1: That's impressive. I mean, uh, what, everything that everybody did on the show was was absolutely impressive. And it was nice to see that even if somebody went off the show, they were still afforded the opportunity to keep training and, and keep working towards their weight loss goals and, and exercise goals. So I, I I thought that was an awesome aspect too. And especially with you yeah, guys. The, that was uh, nat- great. Yeah. And for those listening, Wes is a uh, national Academy of sports medicine certified, which is uh, the, I I'm going to go out and say the top certification for a personal trainer that that, that you can get. Cause uh, NASM is, is such a good organization for uh, certified certified people for for uh training so you know it's it, it's great that they they found you guys and they
0: still allowed everybody to train even after being off the show yeah they're a great organization i yeah nfm did they're they've been good for a long time
1: absolutely definitely have a good reputation um i looked into uh i'm actually uh well i'm i'm, I'm we're both the same age i'm a year i'm a couple months younger i'm going to be 39 in july but uh my job ha- allows me to buy back five years and I can retire. So I'm, I'm actually able to retire in January. So I'm looking for the, the next adventure, I guess, so to speak, after retirement. And uh, I was, I've been looking into probably doing certifications, but I want to do more of like a, uh, like coaching running and just getting yeah, people into their sure proper it. forms and you know, being able to go out distance. Um, because-
0: Maybe you might know him. We got a chance to meet him and train with these guys, uh, Brian McKenzie. He works with, like, Laird Hamilton and Gabby. Um, x oh, yeah. Life is, like, their thing. And he's Brian has his whole – he's kind of like a system of, of, of training and running. Um, he's really, really – he's pretty brilliant at what he does to break down the mechanics of running now. And he's kind of yeah. debunking a, a few old myths on, on just the running styles and how to mm-hmm. kind of – I think he believes in kind of like a, a – more of like a leg kick and the in the eccentric side of it. I could be hopefully he's right. not listening right now, I could be completely screwing that up. But anyway you can watch his stuff and <laughs> and I I really appreciate like a lot of his content and videos because um he has a lot of really good stuff out there for, for long distance and just trying to be more I mean he's all about efficiency and you know yeah. he just shows how if you're not being efficient, you're dragging and that's obviously when you're dragging your legs back you're you're creating so much more work for yourself over time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and you know,
1: something as simple as uh, just putting your head slightly down is causing you to not take in your you know, your your actual your air content and it's just it's insane how how just simple simple corrections can put you into that proper form. So, you know, it's it's definitely something I want to check out going forward here and uh, like I said, I, I, I have the opportunity when I retire to stay five years at my job, we have a deferred retirement. So probably in that five years while I'm on a deferred retirement, I'll, you know, look into getting all my certifications and, and building from there. But, you know, definitely, it's definitely something I want to work into, especially having, having run a lot now, you know, like you said, just, just, you know, learning, learning the mechanics from, from your own stride. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'll check him out. Definitely. Um, I think I have seen his stuff. I, when I was looking at, I was looking up running form, the other week. And I think I did actually see Brian McKenzie's uh, stuff. He actually has a blog too. And he talks about, you know, getting in the proper running form and just simple things to correct, to correct uh, common problems, you know? So awesome. Cool. Yeah. So Wes, great. we, we, actually actually, an hour. I don't want to tie you up cause I know, I know you're a busy guy and I know you got, you know, things going on here, but is there anybody you want to, you want to give a shout out to any, any sponsors or gyms or, or just anybody in general that, that you want to, You want to give props to here? Uh,
0: Yeah. I'll just, I want to shout out to, to Jasmine Loveless, who was my trainee on the show. And, you know, for anyone out there that's looking for kind of some, some starting up workouts, startup workouts, and things that are going to progress you through it. You follow our YouTube channel. It's just called Jasmine and Wes, and you're going to get a lot of great content on there. recipes. You'll see us cooking, kind of hamming it up on the camera and it's fun. You know, it's a really good kind of place to go and, um, Obviously, if you guys haven't seen Strong, go binge it on Hulu or NBC.com. Um, you can; it's a very fast-moving show. I mean, I, you could probably watch it in a day. I just remember how how quick the episodes fly by, and um, yeah, it's my pleasure. And I'm um, the great team on the show. So, uh, thanks for having me on your podcast, man.
1: Oh, absolutely, Wes. I I really appreciate it, you know, and I and I thought you were. Uh, I, I think they developed you as like the the kind of sleeper team on. Uh, on the show so you know I yeah absolutely and like I said I appreciate you uh, you being on and just you know kind of shooting the breeze with me today it's uh, always always a pleasure to meet awesome people like yourself so you know uh, I'll be in touch here if, if you're good with that I'll, I'll be in touch after the show and I'll, I'll send you my number if you, you like I said if you're in Jersey and you want to get together whatever just let me know
0: for sure alright brother awesome, thank man. you again okay? thank you yeah All right. Take care. have yourself an awesome day man thank you You too, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks,
1: buddy. All right, guys. So that was Wes Okerson from uh, NBC TV show Strong, private personal trainer. Uh, He's an awesome dude. So, like you said, go check everything out he just talked about. And uh, I think you guys would be impressed at at, at what he's going to have going on forward. So – this was another episode of Beyond Ultra with me, David Hound Liggett. It is Tuesday, June 21st, 2016. It is now 12.38 p.m. Uh, check out my show on this Thursday. I have another show coming up. I'm going to be talking to natural bodybuilder Jack Halverson. Uh, dude's an animal. Uh, he started competing in figure competitions. He just retired from his uh, job, and he's uh, punching two-a-days every day. So... Check out my show on Thursday. I'll also announce the winner of the Bear Handed Gloves contest. And, uh, you know, we'll move forward. Having an awesome week, and I hope you guys have a great day. Again, it's uh, Beyond Ultra, me, David DeHaan-Liggett, Tuesday, June twenty first, 2016. All right, guys, until next time, take care.